Good morning, Reach Church. All right, so if kids want to head to Reach Kids, they can head out. Otherwise, you're all stuck with me. All right. So uh, this week, we are continuing in our series, Engage 2020. Uh, as Randy said, uh, those Engage 2020 cards, uh, you can turn them in today. Now, uh, some of you got a little sidetracked with all the holiday uh, ruckus, so I get that. Uh, you can turn them in next week. You can, um, you can sign up online, actually, and enter in... Um, Basically, what am I asking you to do? Like, asking you to engage with what you're going to be giving. And for the, to make that a deliberate thing, not something that happens, but something that you choose and can joyfully choose to do, uh, and shaping your heart to worship Jesus and engage with him well. So, uh, yeah, turn those in. Think about them. It'll bless you. It'll enrich your, your following Jesus. Um, now, unrelated to all that, Saunders you got to stand up. You guys are new, newlyweds. So, all right, we have some newlyweds. Yay. First time they're here. All right, that's, that's exciting. Because <laughs> they deserve that. All right. Uh, all right, so uh, we have engaged with uh, the call to give. We've engaged with uh, nothing but Jesus by the call to worship. And today, uh, we want to engage with the, the message of nothing but Jesus and the mission of nothing but Jesus by engaging with the blessing that we have found in Jesus Christ. That's what we're focusing on today, that we are blessed in Jesus Christ. Now, uh, as I say that, all right, I do not mean blessed in the hashtag blessed kind of sense. All right, I know that's how we think of it. The hashtag blessed, uh, like, oh, like, look, I found myself in Tahiti, you know, and I'm, I'm gorgeous and wonderful. Uh, that's, not, that's not the kind of blessed that we're engaging with. And oftentimes that's the blessed that we think is is really the way that we're supposed to live the Christian life, that that's the blessing that God has bestowed upon us in Christ, uh, we're looking for a much deeper blessing and a blessing that can transcend those things, uh, that can transcend the sorrows, that can transcend the, the difficulties, the darkness, blessings that are permanent and fixed in Jesus Christ, that don't work for, that are given in, uh, by grace, bestowed upon us uh, by his work. And so we're looking at that kind of, of nothing but Jesus blessing. And so with that in mind, we're going to be looking at uh, the story of Mary and first seeing what blessing we can find in Jesus. What blessing is there for us in Jesus? The, the result of that blessing, that we would magnify Jesus Christ. That when we see the blessing, we magnify Jesus. And then finally, we're going to see some obstacles for us who, who are kind of so blessed anyway, who are hashtag blessed, how do we engage with the blessing that's found in Jesus um, in the midst of those things? And what does that look like? So uh, with that in mind, let's, let's turn to Luke 1. Uh, we're looking at 39 through 56. should be up on the screens if you don't want to turn. Uh, read with me Luke 1, 39 through 56. In those days, this is just after Mary met Gabriel, in those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. 
Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. But behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray. You guys don't know what to do with that. That's, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I know. I'm not usually that Presbyterian. Sorry. Let's, let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you. Um, for your scripture, we thank you for these times, especially these Christmas stories that can pierce through and show us the great glory of Jesus Christ. When we have examples of those truly worshiping Jesus in the joy of knowing who he is. And Father, I ask that we would be those who can, uh, who can magnify your name, because we have seen the blessings that are found in Jesus Christ. And Father, would you give us eyes to see how blessed we are in Jesus, that as we magnify him, it would not be a chore, but it would be um, our ultimate joy to lift him up that we may experience more of the blessing of, of having him and being with him and, and knowing we'll be with him forever. Would you fill us with your spirit? Would you bless us during this time and speak to us through your word, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So first, first we want to see the blessing that comes through Jesus, the nothing but Jesus blessing. And what better person to do it but, uh, but through Mary, the blessed mother. All right, now, this is my, I have to talk about my grandma now. Every time I hear that, her favorite thing is to say, you know what, she's supposed to be called the blessed mother. She's Catholic. She likes to, uh, she's knows that I'm Protestant, and we, we banter about that. Uh, she's the Blessed Mother because from now on, every generation will call me blessed. So she says it's scriptural to call her Blessed Mother. So can't argue with that, Grandma. Uh, we'll argue about other things, but she'll take that one. Uh, so this is, this is the Blessed Mother. This is a woman who is declared to be blessed uh, in a unique and, and special way, and how is that blessing bestowed upon her? Uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth, her relative, she kind of sees clearly. And I love this, uh, that she sees and she speaks by the power of the Holy Spirit. And she is able to, to speak to the blessing of Jesus Christ and, and Mary's relationship to her. And so just to, to read that again. She exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. 
right? Now, we've been talking about uh, the difference between walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit. Now, what does the flesh want to do? The flesh wants to exalt ourselves and talk about ourselves and talk about who we are. And what does the spirit want to do? The spirit wants to talk about Jesus and sees Jesus and rejoices and sees the value in him. And so Elizabeth, filled with the spirit, she sees the blessing of Jesus Christ. And so she blesses the one who is, who is united to, to Jesus, Mary, the mother. And the fruit of her womb, Jesus Christ, she, she declares blessing upon. She's blessing and blessing and blessing. And there's this rejoicing that Jesus is present. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He enables us to, to rejoice and see the, the beauty and value of Jesus. Now, how is Mary blessed? All right, there's no blessing because of what she's done or who she is. The blessing comes completely from Jesus Christ. That it's her relationship to Jesus, this amazing, special relationship with Jesus, that is the greatest blessing that makes her the blessed mother. Now, what does that mean for her? Uh, we have allusions to it in this passage. She sees this is the great fulfillment. That this Jesus is, is the most important person in all of history. That to, to be the mother of Jesus Christ is to be one with, in some sense, one of the greatest people that, that ever lived, the, the God-man, God with us. Isaiah 7, 14, The virgin will conceive and bear a son, and she shall call him Emmanuel, God with us. That this is, this is the God, man, this is God himself, the eternal maker of the universe, present. It's a fulfillment of scripture. Now beyond that, what does she, she know? She knows that this, this is the Davidic king, that promised king who would reign forever on the throne of David, whose kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. Here he is, he has come to take his kingdom. She knows that this is Abraham's offspring, the offspring that would come and bless the nation of Israel, but through Israel then to bless every single nation. The fulfillment of the promise of the covenant made with Abraham. We're going to take this further. This is, this is the promised seed. All the way back to Genesis 3, this is the child that would crush the serpent's head and whose heel would be bruised. And she is the mother. She is the woman. All right. She is blessed because she is one with this, this one who is the greatest blessing of the universe, the blessing to humanity, the one who is our Savior, who is Lord, who is King. And because of that, she is blessed. Now, we could say, okay, good for Mary. Good for Mary. Well done, her. Uh, now, my hope is that just as Elizabeth, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is able to see the blessing of Mary, that we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would see the blessing of, of we who are believers in Jesus Christ. That we'd be able to connect with the blessing that we, all, we too, we are united to Jesus Christ. And actually, like, transcend any of the blessings of this mother. All right. Uh, in the end, the son, he leaves the mother, and who does he go to? 
son leaves the mother and goes to who? His wife. His wife. And so this whole mission, it's not, it's not to be with the mother. Who is it to be with? It's to be with the bride. And you are the bride of Christ if you have believed in him. You are the beloved of Christ. That Yeah, Mary gets to be an instrument in bringing about the redemption, but you are the redeemed. You are the, the chosen ones. You are the apple of his eye. You are the, the prized possession. You are the delight. Now, Mary's that too, so she's doubly blessed, but we'll, we'll forget about that. Now, but that, that, is, that is who we are. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, my hope is that we'd be able to communicate to what, that to one another. That we'd be able to say, like, hey, you are, you are the bride of Christ. You are the one who was washed clean by the blood of the Son. You are, you are shepherds under the good shepherd. You have... You have the promises that he will love you, that he will be with you forever. He will never leave you or forsake you. That he's working all things out for the good of those who love him. He's conforming you to the image of the Son. All right, when we think of Jesus, we should think of the immense blessings that we have in him. That he lavishes grace upon us. I, I, keep, I keep using that like sermon after sermon, but it's so beautiful to lavish grace upon us. Just like gifts and gifts and gifts and freely and freely, not asking anything in return. Just joy. That we have a heavenly inheritance that we will be, have eternal pleasure at the Father's right hand because of the work of Jesus. The blessings that are found in Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we, we connect and we engage with that. And my hope is that you would engage with the blessing that you have found in Jesus, the blessing that Jesus is uh, eternally and will ever be in your lives. Now, it takes engagement because there's, there's hard callings along with this. But the hope is that because we are so engaged with the blessing, We'd never be resentful. We would never hold back. We'd be brimming with joy at the blessedness we've found in Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, once we are really engaged with that blessing, we're seeing Jesus clearly by the power of the Holy Spirit, what happens naturally? What happens? We magnify the Lord. We magnify the Lord Mary, verse, verse 46, and Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Now, I love this picture of worship. There's a lot of good pictures of worship. I think this is one of the best ones. Uh, it's kind of looking out on the, the landscape of our lives, and there's so many things that can fill our gaze. And what is worship? What is worship? Worship is, is selecting out. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the one who came and the one who died, and magnifying him in our view. That if there's all this gamut, then this, that God rises above the rest, starts to blot them out. And what do we see standing before us is the, the glorious one who, who came and who died for us. That we magnify him in our lives. All right, that's where I often find myself, we often find ourselves magnifying other things. 
that other things start to loom really big in our lives. Maybe it's our, our suffering or anxieties and our fears, and they start to loom over the rest of everything and, and block out our view. Or maybe it's your desires, and they're kind of crowding out the rest of your life. Maybe it's, it's your, your idols and the things that you worship, and they're, they're, they're growing and growing and being magnified. Now, for some, it's other people and their, their judgments, their opinions, and they, they grow and they grow and they, they blot out your view. All right. Worst of all is when we hear this message of Jesus and we hear about the blessings that he's bestowed upon us, and what do we magnify? We magnified me. Hey, like, I must be amazing. To be the apple of God's eye, to be his prized possession, like, wow, I, I should magnify myself. All right. Mary doesn't do that. Because magnif- like she's, she's deeply rooted in the fact that she is nobody. She didn't do anything to deserve this. What? This is grace bestowed upon her. And when she sees the blessings and she sees her life, she magnifies the Lord. All right, that's a response to the blessings that are found. And that's the kind of transition that I think we struggle with, is we, we might see the blessings... But we kind of hang out in the blessing realm instead of taking those blessings and, and magnifying the Lord with them and rejoicing in him and, and delighting in who he is and all he's done. Now, what does it look like to, to magnify? Why do we magnify him? Now, each week I hope that we, we have more and more reasons to magnify the Lord. But let's talk about the, the Christmas season. How does the work of Jesus in his incarnation, how does it help us magnify? Well, the remarkable thing is he is higher, he is more beautiful, he's more powerful, and he becomes, he becomes virtually nothing. This one who should be magnified is completely diminished for our sake. All right, so think about that. The God who is the eternal begotten Son, who is spirit, who is never weak, who is never hungry, who is never needy. And he takes on a, a human soul and human flesh. And why does he do it? He does it so that that flesh could be nailed to the cross and so that he could cry out, my Father, in, into your hands do I commit my spirit, that he might do that for us. He becomes nothing so he can go to the cross. All right, we think of this one who, who is the author and perfecter of life, who is life himself, reduced down to a single living cell, completely dependent upon the life of a 16-year-old virgin. And that whole life that he's been given, that life of dependence and neediness, that life is extinguished on the cross so that he could give us life. All right, so we take the one who is the eternal word, who is the word of God, who is the one through whom all things were created. And at one years old, he had to learn how to speak. He had to reduce down to that level so that on the cross, what could he say? He could say, it is now finished. It is finished. The work is done. You are saved. There is nothing left to do. You don't have to work anymore. You don't have to prove your worth or your righteousness that Jesus Christ has done all the work, cleansed you of your sin, and given you his perfect righteousness. 
That's Jesus. That's the one we're talking about. Now, does that magnify you? No, that magnifies him. That magnifies him that displays his beauty, his power, his mercy, and his grace. All right, do you have eyes to see the, the glory and beauty of Jesus? And the remarkable thing is that, uh, all right, as you magnify Jesus, if, you're, if your true blessing is in Jesus, then actually the more you magnify Jesus, the more you actually grow in blessing. All right, not in the prosperity gospel sense. All right, but what has happened? Okay, so if Jesus and being united to Jesus is the greatest blessing of all, of all time, then the more and more you lift up Jesus and magnify him in your life, the more your whole life is going to be saturated with the blessing of, of being united to Jesus. That as you see the, the wonder of who he is, you realize what a blessing it is to be united to him, to be to his bride, to be his love and his, his brother and his sister, to be citizens in his kingdom. All right, we magnify Christ for the joy of having more and more blessing in him. Not out of repayment, not out of duty, but for the joy of magnifying the one who blesses us and who is in himself our blessing. How are you doing? Magnifying the Lord. Are you enjoying it? Are you delighting in it? Are you engaging with that, that call for your own joy? All right. Now, there are obstacles to doing that. There are obstacles that are going to keep you from really engaging with the blessing that's found in Jesus. Now, for Mary, those, those obstacles weren't really in place uh, because she didn't really have any other blessings. She was pretty much at the bottom. And so when, when she gets Jesus, she has nothing but Jesus and therefore the fullness of all that blessing. All right, look at what she says. She says, I, I magnify the Lord for, verse 48, for he has looked on my humble estate of his servant. All right, she knows she's, she has nothing to hold above God. No, she has but her humble estate as a servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for he is mighty and has done great things for me, and holy is his name. There's nothing about her in any of this. She's able to rejoice and magnify the Lord because she's humbled enough to do it. Verse 50. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. All right, this is someone who, who desperately needs mercy. Those who need mercy are able to, to enjoy the blessing of Christ. He has shown strength with his arm. He scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart. All right, this blessing is for the weak and the powerless who have enemies that they can't overcome. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. All right, it's not the kings who are lifted up. No, it's, it's, the, it's the serfs, it's the peasants who have no place in the kingdom. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. All right, the hungry. The hungry receive this blessing and rejoice. He has helped his servant Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. All right. Now, she is able to, to connect with the blessing in Jesus. She's able to connect with that nothing but Jesus is the greatest blessing. 
in part because she doesn't have any other blessings that, that get in the way. And because she realizes how desperately she needs Jesus Christ. Now, what does that mean for us? All right, I think we can, in some sense, connect, I hope, I hope we can, we, I think we do a good job at this, at connecting with the fact that we desperately need, need mercy. And most of us know that we have no hope for salvation, that we have an abundance, an overabundance of sin, that we have no righteousness to bring to the table, and we desperately need mercy. And I think that's one of the essential and most fundamental ways that we, we rejoice in Christ. That we have found forgiveness, that we have found grace, that he has washed us clean by his word. That we have no payment for sin left because Jesus Christ is, has extinguished every judgment, every, every ounce of wrath and anger against our sin. But as we engage with that, we see the blessing that we have in Christ. And to the extent that we think we're just good, nice people, then we're going to miss out on the blessing of Jesus. We're going to seek our blessings elsewhere. All right, now, but some of these other things, the, uh, some of the other things are kind of hard. Uh, for the hungry, for the hungry, all right, I have never been hungry. <laughs> all right, not in this sense. All right, uh, I've been hungry in the sense that, like, my, my dad and his brothers, they always said that they were hungry growing up, only because they ate, like, five gallons of ice cream a day, and they're like, and, like, grandma literally couldn't keep it stocked enough. All right, we're that level hungry. But really, like, have I ever been thankful? Because, like, hey, I have a meal, and I couldn't have had one yesterday. I, I didn't have one yesterday. I might not have one tomorrow. I have never felt like that. The most thankful I've ever been for food is because it was more delicious food than it was any other time. <laughs> All right, and so uh, what do we do with that? We say, okay, so I guess that one just isn't for me. But actually, there's more to it than that. There's ways to engage with that blessing that helps us see the, the blessing that's found in Jesus Christ. Uh, in this case, it's something called fasting. And that fasting is actually something that we do. And we look at food which can become magnified in our lives. And become magnified to the sense because it's like it's never been a worry. It's always there. And sometimes we depend upon it. And what does fasting do? Fasting cuts it down a little bit and says, hey, you know what, let's see, let's see past that and see Jesus and see that, hey, I'm actually more dependent on him, that actually he's a greater blessing, that he is the bread of life, that he's the one I more, I more desperately need, he's the one I, I want, he's the one who will satisfy me more fully. All right, that's actually the case. That same rule applies to all of the blessings in our lives. That the blessings, the, the hashtag blessings in our lives can start to be magnified and tower out and, and keep us from seeing the blessing of Jesus. And that's we're actually given spiritual disciplines to, to, pull the, to pull the veil back and so we can see Jesus. Now let me take more examples of this. Uh, to the poor. The poor are able to rejoice in this far better than, than the rich. Now, which category are we in? Are we poor or are we rich? 
All right, yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, here's some statistics. Uh, statistics. Statistics. Uh, if you have, uh, if you made $32,000 last year, uh, you are in the top 1% of income earners in the world. All right, top 1% of income earners made 32000 Some of you are rich. All right, if you have $98,000 in total assets to your name, you're in the top 10% of the world in terms of wealth. All right, this is just engaging with the fact, okay, we are rich. What do we do with that fact? Now, as a fun fact, uh, when people are polled and asked uh, who is rich, what do they say? They say whoever makes twice their income is rich. And that, that's, that's across the board. So if you make $50,000, uh, who's rich? The people who make 100. You ask uh, the 100 people, 200. The 200 people say the 400. The 400 say the 800. The 800 say the 1.6. All right. You'll never be rich if that's what you're doing. And I say that just because we need, to, we need to realize that whether we like it or not, money and wealth and material possessions, all that stuff has been magnified just because we're Americans. And it, it, it's a huge blessing, but it can be such a blessing that it blots out our view of Jesus. And we've actually never realized that it's, it's so big in our lives because uh, it's always been there. And we spend a lot of our time actually trying to take our, our top 10% and make it our, the top 9%. <laughs> or like, hey, I, I think I have 95% of the things that I want. What are those other 5%? And how can I feel discontent and fight for them the rest of my life? All right, that's the sad reality of what we're dealing with. And so what does God give us? God gives us the call to, to generosity and giving to minimize, to minimize the hashtag blessings so we might see the blessing of Jesus. Now, that's really weird because we think, well, no, like, blessings are blessings and they're, they're great. Uh, actually, nothing but Jesus is what matters. And as we engage with nothing but Jesus we will have the true blessings. I'll be able to rejoice with Mary as she rejoiced and crying out and, and leaping with joy, kind of, kind of joy. That's what we're talking about in this kind of spiritual disciplines. Now, there's other things that we might talk about, too. The blessing of relationships. The blessings of family. All right, 50% of people are divorced in our country. If you are not divorced, all right, you're in the land of blessing. If your family's together, like that's a that's a huge blessing. But it can become this this thing that becomes magnified. And I think one of the most beautiful things is people who who take that that great blessing and and use it to magnify Jesus. All right, those who take on foster kids or adopt kids and You'd say in one sense their blessing got diminished. Their family blessing went down. But the, the blessing that they have in Jesus went up. And now that, that family dynamic is connected to nothing but Jesus and to eternal blessings and eternal joys and eternal hopes that transcend all these things.
Now, many of us, many of us have beauty and intellect and talent. And those things can be maximized and and your view of yourself can blot out your view of Christ. We aren't humble. We're, we're, we're proud and we're lifted up and we're, we're honored. All right. No better way than feeling, than being reminded of, of where you really stand than like sitting in reach kids trying to teach like 20 screaming children about Jesus. Uh, you'll remember really quickly uh, that you're really just a servant, how the blessing of Jesus has been bestowed upon you. All right, that's why we do these things. And that's where the call, the call to these kind of disciplines um, is a call to, to rejoice in the blessings of Jesus and to reduce down our gaze, to, to flatten the planes so that Jesus rises up and, and we see him for all his glory and his beauty and his majesty and his grace. Right, rejoice in the blessing that is Jesus Christ, nothing but Jesus. Amen? All right. In the words of, of John the Baptist, this is the baby who leaped in the womb. What does he say? He must increase, but I must decrease. And that's the call, that everything would decrease, that Jesus might increase. You might know everlasting joy. Amen? All right. Any questions? Father, we, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the call to magnify him. Father, if, if it hadn't been for that call, we would have magnified ourselves and magnified everything else and missed out on the fullness of joy that's found in Jesus. Father, I ask that you would fill us with your spirit, that we would have eyes to see the, the glory and majesty of Jesus, that we'd be able to see the blessing that we have in him. Father, would you, would you break the things that have been magnified in our lives, and would you magnify nothing but Jesus? Would you give us great joy in, in his presence, in worshiping him and magnifying him? Father, in speaking about his grace and in sharing it with others, Father, would this be a chance, this, this time of year, to connect with the majesty of Jesus and all that he's done? Father, we thank you that all of these blessings were never and could never be because of our works, but are freely given by grace. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. Thank you for uniting yourself to us by your spirit. Would we worship you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? We pray in Jesus Christ's name.